Uh, thank you for being here today. Uh, this is going to be a little bit more of a different type sermon for me today. Y'all know I'm usually all hellfire and brimstone. But I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes we get heavy, don't we? Yes, Sometimes we get burdened. Sometimes things aren't going our way. Sometimes we see the things that we've worked so hard for begin to crumble around us, don't we? That's not only an application in life. It's not only application in your home. It's an application and also the house of God. And the scripture shows us plainly the things that we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to act and the way we're supposed to be in the house of God <coughs> and conduct ourselves. We are going to have the Lord's Supper today. And everybody here that's, that's, uh, that's saved, that knows that they're a child of God, are welcome to participate. Uh, but as I prayed about today and this message for today, and and I always do a short message before we have the Lord's Supper because it's so important that we have our hearts and our minds prepared. And, there, you know, it's one thing to be a friendly church. We should be. Amen? Amen? When people come through those doors, they need to be greeted. They need to be greeted with a smile. They need to know that they're welcome here and we're glad they're here. We hope that we have made each of our visitors today feel that way. Amen. But you know, in the church, it, it can't be a show. It can't be a put on. It's got to be from the heart. And so what I, I'm going to preach to you this morning, just a very short message, and the title of this is called Remember, Repent, and Return. It applies to the church. It applies to who we are. And I'm going to use an unusual scripture that uh, the Lord gave me this this week, and I very vehemently prayed about it today and about this message. And He wouldn't let me pass this scripture right here. And, and I preached this not too long ago, but not in this light. So if you would turn with me to the book of Revelation, chapter 2, I'm going to be reading verses 2 through 5. <clears throat> While you're turning there, a lot of people believe that the seven churches that... Uh, John's writing to here in Revelation, actually that Jesus is writing to in Revelation, that, uh, that we're only one of those churches we're allowed to see it. We're not. We're all of these churches. Every one of these churches, we all have today, as, as a church body, deal with the very issues that Jesus Christ pointed out. We do the good things that He pointed out, and we do also the wrong things that He pointed out. But in each situation, He gives us an answer to what He don't like about us. Amen? And our work as Christian men and women in the church, our work is to do what He tells us to do. To do what He shows us to do. Now, a lot of times we'll beat our head on, on the wall or hit yourself on the head. And, and we, will, we will try to come up with a solution our way. The solution our way in the church never works. Amen? Amen. But the solution His way in the church always works. So what we do and have to do as Christian men and women is yield ourselves 
when the Bible tells us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, this is what it's talking about. We humble ourselves to what Jesus Christ has shown us in His Word that we can do to make things go right in the church. I don't know a single church that don't have the problem. Do you? If you think this is one of them, you'd be wrong. Well, I have problems. But those problems do not need to dictate the church. Those problems do not need to keep apart fellowship. Those problems never need to make anger. I'm going to go ahead and apologize in front of the church today and all of you visitors. I have done this very thing. And I repent. I have repented this week and I'm apologizing to you. I am not a perfect man. And you are not a perfect people either. Amen. But in our perfection, we do have something that is perfect. And that's Jesus. He is the only one that has ever been perfect. And by God's word, we declare today, this is His church. He is the perfect one. He is the righteous one. He is the holy one. And He is the only one worthy of our praise. We shouldn't walk around looking for pats on the back. I'm guilty of that. I got This shirt I got on right now was a pat on the back to me. Thank you for it. I've worn it three times since I got it. Less than a month ago. So it's not only my favorite shirt, it's my wife's favorite shirt because it's the one she irons for me every Sunday. <laughs> but I want to talk to you this morning, just briefly from this scripture right here. I want to read it to you. Listen to what the, what the Lord Jesus Christ says to this church. And beginning in verse 2, I know thy works. Mm, that ought to scare us all to death. I know your labor, your patience, and how thou cannot bear them which are evil. Evil's not talking about a sinner. Evil's talking about someone who subverts righteousness and brings evil on holiness. Okay? Remember that. Not, not talking about sinners. We're all sinners, or he'd be talking about every one of us. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne and hast patience. Now listen to this. And has borne and has patience. And look at this. For my name's sake. Has labored. And has not fainted. Boy, if I stop right there, you'd think, boy, that's a perfect church. That is a great church. They hold people, they get up and teach accountable for what they teach. They get up and hold people who preach accountable for what they preach. And they do it. They know the Word of God so they know when they're not telling the truth. And they expose untruth in the church. Well, sounds a good deal, don't it? And he also says, they, they have patience. I ain't got much of that, do you? But they did. And the church is supposed to have patience. Whether I got it or not. And he said they also, they do these things, look at this, for my name's sake. Now, I want you to listen to this. They do it for my name's sake. Let me ask you a question. The Bible says everything we do in word or deed do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. 
When you pray, you ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. When you fight Satan, you do it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because he has no authority over that name. Listen to me. We have authority in that name, but we don't have authority over that name. Amen. Are you hearing me today? And they were claiming evidently authority over the name and everything they did, they said, we do it in the name of Jesus. Well, the Jesus sanctified it. Well, Jesus okayed it. Well, Jesus gave it to them to do We're doing it for Jesus. So that gives me the right to do whatever I want to because I'm doing it for Jesus. Is that right? No. Well, let's read the scripture and see. Nevertheless, he says, I have somewhat against you. Hmm. Because thou hast lost your first love. I don't care what you do. I don't care whether you're right or wrong. I don't care what you think. If we don't do things in the church for the love of God, He don't accept it. We don't do things in the, in the church for the love of Jesus Christ. The first love that we have, he don't, He's not interested in it. Doing things in His name to make yourself look righteous and holy ain't going to work with Him. He knows your heart. He knows my heart. And I'm guilty.
And he says to these people, I need you to remember, so I did. I got books that I write in all the time. I've got every sermon I've ever written, ever preached, written. And I went back to a date. I went back to a time of the beginning. Here. April the 20th, 2014. And I remember walking in those doors and some of you at church say, I'm tired of hearing this. No, you ain't. Better listen to this. This is from Jesus. I'm telling you, it's from him. Uh -huh. Walked in that door and you know what had happened? This church was destroyed. Mm -hmm. Sister Shirley's sitting back there. She's the only one left that was here that day. It was dead. Uh -huh. It was gone. But thank God we serve God of the resurrection. Amen. He can resurrect a dead person and he can resurrect a dead church. Amen. And he did just that. Amen. Hallelujah. He did. And as I look back over the first year that we I wasn't even a preacher. I told him when they got, I'm not a preacher. We need you anyway. Come on. And I was glad to do it. And Sister Shirley, you remember this? You know what happened? We didn't have anything. Listen, there was no money. There was no deacon. There was no musician. There was no song leader. Are y'all listening to me? There was no committees. There was no secretaries. There wasn't even a preacher here. And what did God do? He began to move upon this place. Why? He began to move. Why? Because the love of God in Christ Jesus was here in those few people that came through those doors and he manifested himself to everybody that came. They felt him. They saw him. And they wanted some of it. Amen. And this church began to grow. And it went from 5 to 15. It went from 15 to 30. It went from 30 to 50. It went from 50 to 80. It was growing and busting out the scene. People would come look through the door and they couldn't find a place to sit and leave. Why? Why? Because there was nothing here but the love of God. Amen. And the love of people who had been burnt in other places. And they began to come here and say, this place ain't like no other place we've ever been. Because of me? No. You want to get credit, give it to those five faithful that refused to leave. Amen. They were praying. And I know what they were praying. Surely you were praying, Lord, send somebody, wouldn't you? He did. You know who he said? All of us. Are you listening to me? You say, I didn't know you thought it was going to say me, did you? <laughs> uh -uh. No, it ain't a me thing. It's all of us. Y'all, we're in this together. We're in this world together. We're all headed to the same place. We need to get along so we can get there. Amen. We need to stop our bickering and our arguing and our complaining. And we need to turn to our first love and remember where we have been delivered from and who we are. Amen. 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 I got to move on. We got to have Lord's Supper. Listen to this. Amen. Listen to this. We had our first Gideon speaker. 
October, I mean August the 10th of 2014. Anybody remember how much money we gave him? We did only an open Bible offering. We gave him $300. The reason I know that, I announced it the next Sunday and I made a note of it in my sermon. Amen. Does anybody know how much we gave this year to the Gideon offer? Brother Randy, you remember? What? what? Almost $4,000. Almost $4,000. Maybe a little over $4,000. God blessed us, hadn't he? Amen. Amen. But it ain't about that. It's about giving them the love of Jesus. It's about doing them the love of Jesus. It's about getting along with who you can't get along with for the love of Jesus. It's about esteeming another person greater than your own self because of Jesus. It's about all of those things. And everything it's about is because of the love of Jesus Christ that He has given to us. Amen. We don't none of us deserve Him. We don't deserve His love. We don't deserve His mercy. We don't deserve His grace. But He just lavishes it down upon us anyway. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I want to and one that I had forgotten that. You know who I am in Christ Jesus? I'm a nobody. Yeah. <coughs> I'm worthless. But He don't see me that way. You know what he sees? Somebody we're dying for. And that's the way he sees every one of us. If we don't owe him the love, I don't know who, why. I don't know what we owe him. We can't give him. You know what? He don't ask us to do works. He asks us to love him and do things for him out of love for him. It's all about him. Ain't about anybody else. I finally got called to preach. I did. In October that same year, the church called me to be their pastor here. You know, I remember, we'll never forget today, you know, sometimes people say when they ask you to do things, they say it and they don't realize what they're saying, I'm temporary. <laughs> they surely told me that. I might be a temporary preacher here, but I'm in the eternal book of listing God. Amen. 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 And as we begin to work together, and as we begin to grow together, growing pains come. There's been a lot of people come, and a lot of people gone. There's been a lot of people joined. We started having salvation and baptism so we got to be the talk of the community everywhere I'd go. I said, man, what are y'all doing over there? What's happening? Everybody's talking about this little church. No, don't be talking about the little church. Talk about the God of this little church. Amen. Because we didn't have nothing but the first love. The shingles were sliding off of the roof when it rained. And the roof never built inside. So the first order of business of the church, the first business meeting we had, we didn't even know what a business meeting was, was to put a new roof on this church. And you know where we had the business meeting? Right here in the sanctuary. Nobody in control. We need a church. Everybody said, let's put a roof on this church. We need a roof on the church. Everybody said, let's do it. And we did it. Everybody was in agreement. And it worked. He did those very things. Amen. Our first Thanksgiving meal, 
was November the 16th that year. Amen. We started Sunday night services. We went almost that whole year, one service. No Sunday, no Wednesday. Listen to me. We still didn't have anything but the church, the service, and fellowship. Doing things together. The love of God works. Amen. And we were together. We were united. I want you to remember with me. I want you to remember with me what it was like to serve in the church simply because you loved Jesus Christ. Amen. And he said, I want you to remember. Look at it. He says, I want you to remember where you've fallen from. And then he adds something to remember. He said, I want you to repent because you have lost that. If there's any repenting need, I'm going to tell you, I repented that day. I repented this morning before we ever left the church. Me and my wife together repented over this very issue. And I repented in that office again. I'm repenting. I've apologized already. But I'm not the only one need to do that. And we will not have healing. We will not have what we need here like he, we had before until this scripture is done. <laughs> you don't sit there and say, I have no need of repentance. I'm justified. Well, no, you don't. That's not the love of God. That's arrogance and pride speaking for yourself. Well, I'm right. No, you're not. He's right. And he said, remember, he said, repent. And then he said something else. Amen. Now, repentance here, he's talking about you remember, then you repent, and you turn from what you're doing right now. That's what he's telling them. Don't do nothing in my name. Say, do it in the love of God. Do it in my love. Do it because you love me. I had a whole new different life to it, don't I? Amen. He said, so I want you to remember, I want you to repent, and then look, I want you to do the first works. I want you to remember, I want you to repent, and I want you to return to what you were doing that I was pleased with with you. Amen. And let me tell you what will happen. If you'll just listen, if you'll just do this right here, you will see an explosion. We'll have full pews again. We'll have people coming looking for a place to sit. Not so we can brag because that's the way he works. Let me tell you, I'm going to finish this scripture because I didn't finish reading it on purpose. And I'm going to, we're going to close. And I will come, he said, or else. Everybody say, or else. Or else. They all didn't even say that. <coughs> if you don't do this, I will come. Look at this. I will come unto thee quickly. And I will remove your candlestick which is the church out of his place except you repent. He came. That's what he was doing when we showed up here. The people here before us, I don't even know their name, don't know who all of them were. But they got to doing things far up to the Lord instead of out of the love of the Lord. 
and they let everything else take priority over the love of Jesus Christ, and they lost their candlestick here. Amen. And Amen. except for those five faithful people who said, no, Lord, five faithful people who said, we still love the Lord. And we're praying, don't let it happen here. He didn't. He heard them. He heard them cry. And he answered the prayer, listen to me, by sending us, all of us, to see that don't happen again. So I'm appealing to you. I'm begging you. Listen to Jesus. It's not my words, they're his words. Listen to him. Remember. How many of you were here that first year? How many? Raise your hand if you were here that first year. Raise your, get your hand up high. You know what I'm talking about. You experience that with all the rest of us. A move of God like I've never seen it before. I've never in all of my Christian walk experienced what we experienced together. <laughs> Listen to me. I want some more of it. Amen. It's up to us. Jesus said, do what I'm telling you. Remember, repent, return. Or else, I'll take it down. Because it's not worth anything to me. We're fixing to have our time of invitation. We always do that preceding our Lord's Supper. I encourage you to do exactly what this Word says. Because we're not supposed to partake of the Lord's Supper in an unworthy manner. We're not supposed to partake of the Lord's Supper with sin in our life. <coughs> We have this opportunity right now because it's so simple. You come to Jesus, you say, Lord, I'm sorry. Cover me with the blood. You know what he'll do? Do exactly what you ask him to do. Cover you with his blood and make you brand spanking you clean and worthy to protect you. So we just take <clears throat> I'm not even going to ask the piano player to play because she's praying right now. Would you come? Just come and pray. Come. I would say stand up and pray, but if you can't stay, if you can't kneel down, sit down. Kneel. Humble yourself before a holy God and pray. Repent. Remember how great He is. Remember where He brought you from. And then make up your mind to return. Would you do that? Please. There's more needs to be here. Don't miss this opportunity to be healed in God's house. To be healed by His love. To be touched by His mercy and His grace. To become faithful and obedient to 